Does this charcoal look three, two, don't say bad that to you? I don't think it's normal. I don't think that's normal. But I wouldn't say it looks bad per se. Well, I'm going to try to eat it anyway. Hey guys, this is Thomas. This is Taylor. This is Ryan. And we're back again with another 3, 2, 1 blogcast. The blogcast. This blogcast is for the week of August 24th. Woo! Yeah. Um, so, we're just going to start the podcast off by all making a pact. Everybody put your hands in, okay? Put your hands in. And repeat after me. Okay. Put it back in, Ryan. I will not open Hearthstone until we stop recording. I will not, not open Hearthstone until we stop recording. Okay. I'm actually... I'm actually Go team. Three to one ducks. All right. Quiet. So, we have spent the last 30 minutes playing Hearthstone, talking about Hearthstone, and building Hearthstone decks. Because some things happened. Because know. some Hearthstone things happened, which we might talk about. We might not. Probably, Probably not. not. Let's get to the meat of the bones. Who won last week? Who won last week? I think it was Ryan. I think it I was. I did too, and I had the worst time. Oh yeah, that's right. We all hate each other's topics. You like, won out of spite. <laughs> we were like, all right, fine, you win. All right, well, <laughs> uh, I was out of town a while, so I wasn't really keeping up with things. So I found one interesting thing. Taylor might find it interesting. Thomas, I don't know. You I'm fine, probably I'm fine. won't find it interesting. I find everything interesting, right? It's Destiny Topic. So we had uh, the Destiny live stream last week and this week. So I didn't get to see the live stream last week, right before I left. And then I watched today's live stream. Today's live stream was nothing really new or interesting. They just showed them playing through a strike. Yeah, Which seemed cool. I mean, it's more variations. Like, there's variables inside the game that you're not just going to be... It's not going to be the exact same mission every time you play through it. Which is cool. But when all they were showing you was a mission, uh, they weren't really explaining. They they also went through the new subclasses, which was kind of cool. Which was kind of cool, but that was like the first five minutes, and they're like, "Here's all the new subclasses, and here's everything about them." But like, once that was over, it, there wasn't anything. But last week we did learn some new information. Um, that last week was basically information overload. The whole thing was just them answering questions, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which were probably all scripted questions. But, but that's besides the point. Uh, but the one thing that I want to talk about is an interesting theory that I saw, and it's relating to the exotic weapon upgrading, and it kind of relates to the new exotic system that they're implementing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, Taylor knows this, you probably don't know this, Thomas, that... I know everything. For the starting in the Taken King, basically true try to ease vault space, which they are doubling a lot of the vault space for you. Which is great. They're trying to what is also vault space? Basically where you bank. can... Your bank. A bank where you can keep things, like weapons Not your inventory, armor. but your bank. So, so your inventory... So, so there's nowhere... There's your carrying inventory on your person. Right. You can carry up to ten items of each thing. You can carry ten helmets, you can carry ten chess pieces... If you have more than that, though, you can put stuff in a shared vault across all three of your characters. Okay. Um, But especially for weapons, uh, people are running out of space. 
So what Bungie is essentially trying to do is they're trying to take things out of the vault by creating what they're calling kiosks, um, which are essentially separate banks um, that you can pull things in and out of without actually having them. So if you, for example, the exotics, once you get an exotic, they are basically saying you unlock a blueprint for said weapon slash armor. Mm-hmm. And you can get that whenever you want. You could get it, dismantle it, but you have the blueprint. So then you could go in and buy the said weapon or whatever from... Come here, little bud. Come here. From the, these kiosks. So if you don't have room for it in your vault and you don't really want it now, you could dismantle it. And then in a month uh-huh. from now, if you're like, hey... I kind of want to play around with that gun. You could go get it. Um, but the way they're doing that is they're keeping it... All the old things that you have will be there. And they'll be reduced to the new year one minimums. But some things they're carrying forward. Mm-hmm. And they're repurposing, retooling them. They're going to be the same weapons. But they're going to be able to be maximized. But they're not doing it for all of this. And so we're kind of in this weird... There's like three different tiers of things, and specifically this theory was talking about weapons. Mm-hmm. And so right now there's three different categories of year one exotics. Yeah. There are, the group one is the weapons that are being carried forward. Yeah. Which okay. is like Soros Regime, Red Death, um, a bunch of pretty good weapons. They're carrying forward and saying you can... Upgrade these guns. Upgrade these You can rebuy these guns... Um, for these experience that you're going to earn, you can buy them, and mm-hmm. they'll be with the new max abilities, um, and you can upgrade them, and they'll be the new max damage and everything. Okay. Then there's group two of the left behinds, which are weapons that are confirmed they are not bringing forward um, mm-hmm. right now. Then yeah. there's a weird group of like a couple guns that they haven't announced yet which one they're going to be. So they're just kind of in this unknown purgatory. Like, uh, Patience and Time, and I can't remember, there's one other. Oh, the new, the new exotics from House of Wolves, those three, they what? don't know. What, really? They don't, they're in, like, this group of, like, we don't Unknowns. know where, okay. if we're being People carried People assume, not. but at the same time, um, like, are they? And so, the theory, though, as I was talking about, is everybody's assuming right now is that Bungie, a lot of the left-behind weapons are... (laughs) There's a group inside of this group of... The left-behind weapons are the god weapons that everybody uses. Uh The Gallahorn rocket launcher and the Thorn, specifically, Uh are like the two... That's the main PvE rocket launcher and the main PvP primary weapon are being left behind. And the... uh, Vex Mythic class, which was another beast weapon, is being left behind. Then there's also a group of guns that are being left behind that are guns that nobody was really using. They were really quirky, and nobody was even using them in the first place. Uh So it's kind of weird that they're getting left behind. So it's like... Well, if nobody's using it, why keep it meta? I I mean, so this guy, he was saying, though, is that the the theory was... That these guns that are being left behind aren't going to actually be left behind. What do you think? That they are guns that Bungie has still not figured out how to actually make them balanced into the meta. 
Uh-huh. And so there are like the quirky guns that people they want that they use. want to, but they still have to figure out how to maximize their efficiency to make them worth using. Mm-hmm. And the power guns, they haven't figured out a way to effectively nerf them without completely destroying, like ruining the weapon the way that it is like currently built. Right. So this is, the person was just kind of hoping slash theorizing that Bungie just says. Well, all these other guns that are good, and we've got them, like, built into, like, the game where we say this is, like, a safe boundary, and we've, they're, everything equals out with each other. And there's still these guns on the periphery, good and bad, that Uh they haven't been able to bring into the middle yet. Uh And so, I don't know, I think it's just, I mean, because it is weird that there's this, these categories of guns that they're like, well, these guns are good to go and all these other guns yeah we're just not going to talk about them so these are only like legendary guns right they're only exotic guns exotic the best of yeah. the best stuff the best yeah. of the best all the le- everything else besides exotic the four other classes legendary rare common and uncommon this just stays the same they are all just getting bumped down and are like their max is going to be 180 damage and they can't get any higher okay. and like the new max is like 280 so, so it's like you're way down there. So they've said some of the like the second to lowest tier weapons will be better than legendary weapons of like the old stuff. Mm-hmm. So and so with the guns that are staying, if I own that gun right now, do I rebuy it or Yes. So you'll have to if you have if you have a Suros regime right now, it will get lower down to the new uh-huh. the new maximum for year one gun. Then, but you still have the blueprint. So once you get 175 whatever Vanguard marks or whatever they're calling them now, you can get the new version of the gun that you'll be able to upgrade to full power. Mm-hmm. So, and that's those things aren't extremely hard to get. It just takes time actually like playing through things. Yeah, but now there's no um, weekly cap on those guys. Yeah, there's no weekly caps or anything. So like you can just keep as long as you keep playing, you can do play as I mean if you play a shitload, then you'll be able to get a shitload of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean Well, I'm glad that five hundred million dollars went to Bungie saying, Fuck balancing the weapons, we're just gonna make them all useless and get make new ones. <laughs> so there's no point in playing like is there any point for you to play Destiny right now? Because every, right now, all your shit is going to be useless. What's the point of even, like, they said, they basically said, like, don't play it until the Taken King comes out, because everything you get is useless, and you might as well just throw the in the trash. the only thing that you could be doing now is trying to get the, the last few things that you're missing that potentially will be upgradable. So, like, if you're missing a specific gun, like, the only thing you can really do is try to be grinding to try to get that gun somehow. Well, I thought even even the guns that stay, you have to rebuy them, right? Yeah, yes, but like if you don't have it, you can't buy it when the new thing comes out. Okay. So you don't have the blueprint if you have never gotten uh-huh. the thing. So if you don't have a Suros regime right now, you can't just buy one when the Taken King comes out. You still have to somehow get... You'll have to get a new Suros regime somehow in the game through mm-hmm. RNG. Um, okay, I get it now. I still think that's terrible. Two questions. 
One, uh, let's say I dismantled an exotic at one point in time to get a shard because it was, oh, I don't know, no land beyond. And I decided, perhaps I don't like this one. But now I'm thinking, hmm, if maybe I'd like to give it another shot. Do well, I the get no land brain? beyond specifically isn't brain carried for Okay, bad example. But, uh, but it sounds like no it has because to be they are inventory. saying right now... Bungie's saying this, and they basically told all the big YouTube people slash streamers to say this, yeah. and like all of their stuff. Yeah, is that like to do not dismantle anything? They're like, do not dismantle something just because you think you'll have it, and like you'll have the blueprint. <coughs> they Super. haven't said, and they won't go any more in depth than that. You so, can bet that you don't I mean, get to keep it. Which is which all I'm saying. Everybody is, basically they're saying it without <clears throat> saying it is that if you don't yeah. have, physically have it, you won't have the blueprint and taken king. Which isn't necessarily that crappy because the only ones I dismantled are the ones I don't like. So it's not like it's a big thing, but it's mm-hmm. still me going, Come on, you know. Yeah. However, because like for instance for Gallahorn, you get a Grimoire card for that. Yes. <clears throat> so can't they just look at their own database and be like, oh, he got this exotic. I think, I mean, I think they're strongly working to probably do something like, like that. that and but... that's why they're not, they're refusing to say, if you don't own it, you will never be, like, you won't have it. Maybe it's I think they're trying their hardest to make it a to thing. To not do that, to, yeah. ma- to not make that happen. But they don't know if they'll But they're massively hedging their bet by saying... Well, because can you imagine with the backlash on that? Like, yeah. oh yeah, and if you dismantle your exotics now, it should be available in Taken King. And then everyone dismantles everything and they go, turns out it doesn't work yet and you're not going to get it back. Well, like you said, though, you would be able to think that, like, they have a database that shows, like, you can't get the Grimmer card if you've never gotten the weapon. Exactly. Unless so, somehow you hack the weapon. Exactly. So you stuff. would think they could just. Anyway, okay, so that's thing one. Thing two, the way you worded it, does that mean I can't, once Taken King comes out, go back and get Mythoclast? I can still get no, it. No, you can still get it. It's just not going to be necessarily yeah. worth it. It will be only a max. Yeah. The old max. Which, those guns still... <laughs> what? Those guns, like... So, one thing that is interesting, though, is, like, since normal PvP um, is not directed around abilities, Thorn will still dominate in... Original in because you're still level, PvP everything's balanced together. It might do a little less damage than the other guns. Well, it will because they're they're nerfing it, so that's why they still have to do the nerf. Well, they're also doing like there's still the bit where it's like there are still fluctuations, Mm -hmm. but they are limited. But like in Trials of Osiris and Iron Banner, all of the exotics that are getting left behind will be officially nullified. So. I say, one, that I like the theory, because I, I think it's a good way, particularly for the quirky guns that most people aren't using, mm-hmm. to make to give them time to see what happens with it, do more playtesting with it. At the same time, you'd think that those would be the guns they brought forward, because the more people that mess with them, the more they can get some data, get some playtesting, see what people like mm-hmm. and they don't like. Mm-hmm. However, if it becomes something like Soros was... And it becomes like, let's say Hard Light becomes the new sewers, and everyone uses Hard Light, right? Hard Light's not getting pulled forward. I know, but I'm saying if it was, let's say they did the bit where they pulled those guns forward. If everyone started using Hard Light, and then they thought, oh, we see a really great way to improve this gun, so they put it out there, and then it becomes the new sewers where everyone uses it, and you can't beat it because it's just dead, 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 dead. 
Like, then if they try and nerf it again, everyone's just going to get angry because they nerfed the gun that they buffed in the first... You know, like, it's going to be a whole big rigmarole. It's probably well, smart why, to leave it behind. When I was reading the theory, the whole time I was just like, I wish this was true, but I like I don't think it is true at all. I have like, another theory, actually, that makes me think that this might be a bit more applicable. It's kind of along the same lines, now that I think about it, but Destiny itself is meant to last even longer, Right. There's going to mm-hmm. be a 2.0. There's mm-hmm. going to be a much farther, all that kind of stuff. This is just kind of the last of the planned DLC for year one. And this will really start in year two. So, when you think about other very large gear-based games, I don't want to say MMOs, and I don't want to say World of Warcraft, because those comparisons don't really count, in my opinion. But when you have those kind of levels, as especially since they're going from the light system to the level system, you now basically do progress as a character. There is a curve from 0 to 40, right? Where you have guns that are better at this moment in time that are worse later on because there's better stuff, right? Year 1 guns versus year 2. Or even year 1 guns versus the last round of buffs they did to exotics for like the year 1.5 or whatever it was when you could ascend them. What I'm curious is what they're doing is like if they brought all of the guns forward that everyone uses those would still be the guns everyone uses and even if they came up with new content and kept buffing them those would still be top to it top tier mm-hmm. you know i'm kind of considering what if they're trying to put these guns at a moment in time that 0 to 30 these guns are great they work in the raids because those are appropriate level for the damage mm-hmm. they work in all this stuff because you know if you got this gun it works then once you hit the high levels, you have to get the new gear, you have to get the new stuff that came out. Like, any time a new expansion comes out for a while, there's new weapons, there's new armor, you have to go get it in order to be, you know, raid level for whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the right words are, but... So it kind of makes me think that they're just kind of starting to establish those stairs. And say, here's 0 to 10, here's 10 to 20, here's 20 to 30. Mm-hmm. I think that's possible. I think they might have kind of stumbled into that fact. I think they just really screwed up the weapon system yeah. in the first place, yeah. and now they're just trying to find the best way to fix it, fix it the best they can. Because like, mm-hmm. they just totally. I think they after the first massive weapon, they tweaked the guns in the very beginning, and then they did the massive. They did one point one point one, which was like the big weapon mm-hmm. overhaul of. Nerfing auto rifles because those were the only guns being used, specifically Suros, and then buffing hand cannons, um, which then made the hand cannon meta. And then since then, they never touched it. For the next, like, eight months, they never touched guns. And they just mm-hmm. said, oh, we're collecting all this data, and we're just going to, like, maximize it. But I think they just, they were just not going, they just figured, we're just not going to deal with it. Yeah. We'll figure it out in 2.0. Yeah, I, it's pro- that's probably more than likely. I'm just saying, if they're being very, very future cognizant, mm. that could be a that could I, be a I mean, um, like I was saying, or trying to say, was that I think, like you said, though, that they've tried to strategize it and say, like, this was, like, remember back when there was, like, the Year of the Thorn? And they've yeah. already kind of said, like, tried to do that with Suros. Yeah. They're like... There was the remember those times like the first four months when the Suros from regime was awesome. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying to create now these stair steps or like these markers of like you remember when like this happened like there was this period of time uh-huh. and they're trying to create these eras I guess you could call them going forward of like moments or different things that like dominated and still kind of periods can. of time or whatever for those and levels. 
So, I mean, like you were saying, though, I never really thought about that, that trying to create, like, a pocket for Gallahorn. I mean, you think of it now as, like, them, like, they just want to get rid of Gallahorn because Gallahorn was ruining the, the game. Yeah. Gallahorn was ruining the whole system of Destiny. When everybody on the forums is saying, don't even send me a message unless you have a fucking Gallahorn, yeah. you have a problem. Yeah. And so. I, I mean, right now, everybody views it as, okay, well, they gave Gallahorn away this last week of Xur. They gave Gallahorn to everybody to appease the masses and say, now everybody has a Gallahorn, and, and now we're just going to take it away from you, and now we're going to put it in this box. Yeah, and do say, people have to pay for that? No, not technically. I mean... 12 strange coins, yeah, which, which you which can, you can get. get 9 of on a character once per week. Without trying for 30 minutes. You can get way more than that. You're You're guaranteed guaranteed. to get 27 strange coins a week if you want want to do it. And you can get more doing other things. So Uh it was pretty cheap considering what other things Mm -hmm. I've sold for, actually. Right. So they were like, have your fun with the Gallahorn and then put it in this box. And that's kind of what I was thinking. But now, like you were saying, though, is... You can still use it. Like, you can still use it if you're creating a new character, if you're going to play through the new things... You can use the Galhorn and be like, all this year one stuff, you can have your fun with your Galhorn. Mm-hmm. And then you can go back to it if you ever want to restart a character and yep. be like, hey, I, like, I would just want to go back and play with Galhorn through all those. Yeah, it's not missions. like it takes long, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, well, so that is, that would be, uh, that is a good idea that I haven't really thought well, about or discussed. So, so they, they've nerfed them all down to like, they can do max damage of 180, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What could they do? What can they do now? Like before they're debuffed. Well, see the, the the whole thing though right now is this this 2.0. They're trying to simplify the system or like the damage and stuff is very vague. Mm-hmm. There's a max damage of two seventy. Like, yeah, two. 70s. No, I think it's like 320 now. Yeah, it might be 320. Right? Um, so, so you could do 320 now. But that's... 320 just means that is the max number. That doesn't uh-huh. mean it does 320 damage in the real world. Because if you hit him in the arm, it's not going to do right, as right, much. Right, 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 right. So that... It, well, there's this really confusing... It really just ups the base amount you might mm-hmm. hit them for. It's, it's more right. of a... So basically now it's saying we're taking the Galahorn from doing 100% of its potential damage to doing a maximum of 65% of its potential damage. Right. So, yes, there is a nerf, and they are going from X amount to 65%. Right. Um, What I am thinking is, if you want to, like, keep make your game like World of Warcraft or any other MMO where certain items are good for certain levels, the way to do that is not... To say all these weapons, fuck them. Yeah, just fuck them. No, you're not right. You're not wrong. Like they just destroyed the whole first year's worth of shit. They're like, well, fuck see, it. so the so one are thing- they replacing? Are are they going to put new weapons in the original content? No, because so what they've done though is they've capped all the old content at the new minimum. So all of the old guns, if you do old content, will do just as much damage. But going forward, see, it's, it's... So if I use my Galahorn on 
old content, and, and like a year from now, I yep. use my Galahorn on old content, it does 100% damage. Yep. If yep. I take it into new content, it does 60%. Yep. That is the stupidest <laughs> fucking thing I've ever heard. This MMO is terrible. Yeah. Let's move on. They're all. It's all based on the light system that they've created or whatever. Yeah. And so there's this weird polarization of there's attack and defense damage, which goes like this. But uh-huh. then there's another slider of light. So as long as your light is higher than their light, you will do 100% damage. Uh-huh. So they are capping all of the old content at the That's new minimum. At the same minimum, that yeah, yeah. at the same cap, they're capping the other thing. So d- I, I thought they were getting rid of light. For armor values, yes. But they're still using it as a modifier. Basically, what they're saying is your EXP, you can go to level 40. You'll be max level. You don't have to wait to get a piece of gear to actually attain the next level. Okay. However, think of it like having stats on a piece of WoW gear. Light is now just a strength. Light used to be attached to your actual level right. that you were. Now light is just another attribute, basically. So if I'm a level 40 with 80 light, and he's a level 40 with 100 light, he's going to deal more damage than me just because he has more of that attribute. Right. Okay. So it, it's not as complicated as it, as it as it like sounds, but there's a lot of calculations that go involved with how they. Do. Yeah, yeah. They certainly made the MMO for the masses really simple. <laughs> I would say so far, my biggest theory about this game is that Des- that Bungie thought they were good, that this was the easiest stupid thing they were like, we're just gonna make a game, we're gonna level up, we're gonna get some gears and easy, and then they did it in practice, and they realized after they put it in the hands of everyone because they had fun play- playing it because they made it, and everyone's like. What is this? Like, this is not what I would call a traditional MMO. Like, I don't understand any of your systems. And they go, oh. Right, well, I mean, it's not, it's totally not a traditional MMO. And, you know, they tried something and it didn't work. And they didn't give up on it. Good on them. But. At the same time. Like, fucking come on. Yep. I'll show you a video that explains all of it. It's like five minutes long. It makes complete sense. Oh, I think, I think you made plenty of sense. We're just the saying problem the was in comprehension. Yeah, the problem was... Yeah, no Alright. Alright, Thomas, you over here on me. Um, I don't care. You can go. Alright. Um, my topic is about the launch of YouTube Gaming Day. And it's not necessarily about the fact that it's like, it's a thing, check it out, it's super cool. I actually did just download the app so I could at least see what it looks like, see what, see what they got going on. You found the app? Oh, yeah, yeah. I just watched it. find it. I googled YouTube Gaming, right, and then it just like, it, there was a website like youtube.gaming.com and then it just loads a thing that says, get the app. So I tapped wow. the button and there it was. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it, it was like, that was a lot easy. easier than I thought it would be. Anyway. So open it up. It's actually got a pretty cool looking interface. You know, you can choose a game. They got some live streams. They got some archive streams, stuff like that. However, my more focus on the on, on YouTube gaming isn't necessarily about the fact that it's out. It's a new f- platform. Do we think it's going to be the new Twitch killer? All that kind of stuff. Is why did they con- like? I don't want to say it like it, but why did they bother? I realize money. Well, okay. On one on one hand, I say why do they bother? Because Twitch is already incredibly established. It is already the very large streaming platform that we all know it is. Everyone's on it. Everyone streams on it. Subscribers. Mm-hmm. There are other things like Azubu that I've tried to talk about before and other things. Uh, other... Call of Duty doesn't <clears> stream on it. They do MLG, so there are other. But there are pretty big houses. Like, this is like someone else coming into the mobile phone ring when there's still Microsoft, Apple, and Google. I mean, like, look at my other phone. You know, like, well, super people, cool. We'll look at it. We'll see. We'll do people... that all the time. Well, yeah. Well, people see it for what it is, and sometimes those products take off. Anyway, point is... <clears throat> It's not necessarily like, why did they bother? 
But at the same time, do they really think that they're going to take it out? I can see the poll because on one hand, you have a bunch of those Twitch stars that are also YouTubers. That's where they got their start. That's how they do their thing, right? So they could very easily say, well, this is where I do all of my other stuff. And there's certain Twitch streamers mm-hmm. that I follow, like one of the Hearthstone guys that I've been watching lately for the Grand Tournament stuff, Amaz, Amaz, how do you say his name? A-M-A-Z. He's very much so less about actually playing the game while he streams and also giving commentary about, like, how does he... He's, he's a very big guy about reviewing the new cards. He gives some opinions, changes that he thinks would be much better for the current meta. Things that will affect... You know, la, 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 he does all this stuff. And so, like, an hour of his stream the other day was just him talking about the new cards. And now, normally, that's, you know, that's perfectly fine. That's what you find on Twitch. But that's also not exactly Twitch, right? You're supposed to be game streaming, watching people play games and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that almost seems like it fits with YouTube, right? That almost seems like it's something that you'd say, oh, it's YouTube gaming... I can totally just watch this guy almost have basically like a podcast as a video about games, you know? Like, it's not so umbrella-focused, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, on one hand, I think... I don't. Do they really think they can pull away from the titan that seems to be Twitch? And then on the other hand, do you think that those kind of reasons are possibly what might actually help them succeed? Well, I think... I mean, to answer your initial question... I don't think they're here to try to... Kill Twitch. Kill Twitch. I mean, obviously, they want to try to become Twitch, but they just want a slice of the action. Yeah. Like, they they attempted to buy Twitch, and they... I don't know what Google... If Google had their own valuation and just said, this is what we think Twitch is worth, and... They just didn't, they like didn't it. want it uh, mm-hmm. as badly as Amazon wanted it, or what the deal? Like what happened? Because it, it seemed, seemed like that was going to go down, and it seemed like it was, and perfect. then it was going to be the perfect match in heaven. Um, and and now I think they've saw they see the success of Twitch and they see success of MLG and stuff. And I mean they they run they did like the cover, live coverage of E3 this year yeah, and everything yeah, yeah. and. They just want to do that, and like you were saying, they a lot of people from Twitch do make VODs of YouTube because Twitch VODs are absolutely garbage. They are, yeah. And so, I mean, the main thing that I saw is that, like, that is the main pull, is that if you can stream here, like, everybody's saying, if only I could stream with YouTube, I would do that, because that making a video from that stream to... A YouTube video is instantaneously done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Twitch live streams, as I've heard and read, they basically almost push you to like make videos on YouTube, to rather than even attempt to try to make a video on their own website. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Twitch a long time ago when I was using Twitch let you create they actually had video editing stuff on the site so you would record a stream and then it would say hey let's let's highlight that stream and so that you can go through and you can pick moments and say like here are the highlights of my stream from last night and put it on your twitch profile and people can watch that on demand that's cool that's great um not a lot of people used it but when amazon bought them that all pretty much went away Mm-hmm. Um, Twitch used to st- let hold <coughs> videos indefinitely, so I would I would do league matches, and then I could I could go in like months later and say like Oh, this was really we cool. played this team two months ago, and we're gonna play them in two days. Let me pull this from my Twitch stream, and we can watch how they played last <laughs> time and stuff. Oh, yeah. Back when you were like super into league too, yeah. 
And then once Amazon bought Twitch, that's pretty much not a thing. I think there might be still a way if I you think pay you can, I think you can it. archive, and I know you can make highlight reels. Well, you can make highlight reels, and archiving... I don't think you can archive without a paid subscription I'm pretty sure anymore, that's right. I'm pretty sure that's right. Which is like... That's where YouTube comes in. Is YouTube gaming is and YouTube has had live streaming for a while, but they haven't had live streaming with a site or a design that's aimed specifically at this gamer market, specifically mm-hmm. at people who are like, I want to go to a site and I want to see a bunch of like a hundred videos and just tap one and be like, all right, this Here is what I'm watching today. Yeah, <laughs> and like they can't just turn YouTube into that because YouTube. Is it's all YouTube at this point is like this a giant behemoth conglomerate corporation that you can't just like move agilely. So it makes sense for them to make a separate one that's YouTube gaming, and it makes like it, I just saw something. I downloaded the app just now, and I uh, looked at my subscriptions to see like oh who's you know do, do any of my subs have new <clears throat> stuff specifically yeah. for YouTube gaming, and it said. Like, I had an option to import my subscribers or my subscriptions from YouTube, which I hope is only, like, a canonical thing. Or not canonical, just, like, like a logical thing. Like, maybe people want new subs for their new channel. Uh, I, I don't know. It could it's, be a problem with just their, their tech base, maybe, that actually is separate, so they need you to import it to the other system. Yeah, see, It could just be a simple launching issue. That's what I don't... I mean, if... I think if YouTube gaming is actually a separate thing yeah. than YouTube, that's not that is not going to be good for them long term. Yeah, because it should because be their interface. benefit is that it's YouTube yeah. with a new interface. Mm-hmm. Now it may just be that because like I have tons of channels that I subscribe to that aren't gaming related, so maybe it doesn't automatically import all your YouTube. Yeah, maybe it just looks through them to be like which ones are on the site. That right. way, it doesn't give you a bunch of like null references or something. Right, well, it's probably, yes, might not be worth, the more I think about it, the more it's just probably just so that all of your YouTube stuff that isn't gaming related doesn't get onto YouTube gaming. But, like, I think, um, yes, YouTube wants to be Twitch. YouTube, I don't, I mean, saying they want to kill Twitch is to say, like, that they care. Mm. Like, they probably don't care if Twitch exists or not. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever. Um, But... I don't think that Twitch is like so entrenched that it's unbeatable. Yeah. Yeah. You can I think it's definitely easy for YouTube to take over Twitch very quickly because there are plenty of YouTubers that don't do Twitch. And may not even know about Twitch. Well, I I would probably I would bet a lot of them most of them know about Twitch. I mean, yeah, but not everybody uses it because it's like, oh, here's like this whole other thing. Like, I'm good. I like YouTube. I know how to do YouTube. This is fine. We're gonna stay here. But now with YouTube gaming, they can just say, like, okay, there's already this built-in audience. All I have to do is hit stream, and now I'm all of a sudden doing YouTube gaming live streams. Which is just the transition from back and forth between traditional YouTube videos into YouTube gaming is just so much more seamless than it is with Twitch. That And YouTube also has the brand recognition that I think if Google is smart... And gets the right partners to move over, and the right, you know, whatever, whatever, they whatever. Very good place. I mean, Google can throw an infinite supply of money at this, and like, 
If Google puts its foot down and decides, like... We will dominate. Today this. we are destroying Twitch. <laughs> like, they could do it. They could if, just like, buy They Twitch. just said, like, we're just going to throw enough money at enough people to, like, get them over. Because that's what MLG did with the Call of Duty guys. They basically had a They the went and said, like, what are you currently getting from Twitch? Okay, we're going to give you more than that. And you're going to stream only with us. And everybody said, okay. I mean, who's not? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't I don't think that that would be the right strategy for YouTube. But I don't could. think this is a money thing. I don't think, like, Microsoft throws tons and tons, threw tons and tons of money at Windows phones and tons and tons of money at Surface. And they didn't get Surface right until the Surface 3. And they still haven't gotten phones right to the point where people will actually buy them. Like, the phones are great. Nobody buys them. It's because they're not on Verizon. Anyway, it's my Like, point. it... YouTube has to be really smart with their marketing, and yeah. they need to get people to want to use YouTube gaming. Because it's just like with every other uh, Twitch competitor, if your marketing strategy is, I'm going to buy out the five biggest Twitch streamers, you'll buy out those five biggest Twitch streamers. You're going to ruin their career, and then there will be five new biggest Twitch streamers in six months. Because nobody wants to use your website. You have to make your website Well, well that's also because their website's suck. <laughs> yeah. YouTube has like so much backing that they can make sure that their interface and their systems don't suck. Mm-hmm. And um, they already have the kind of hardware supporting this kind of thing that they can mm-hmm. give people free archiving, free video editing tools and that kind of stuff. And they didn't even have to try because it already existed for YouTube. But right. there is <clears throat> one major drawback that I kind of told mentioned to Taylor um, if he was going to talk about this. Um, oh yeah, please, yeah, please. But uh, one thing that I did read about this was an interesting article about can Google or can YouTube Gaming survive its own content ID policy? So from what the understanding is of this is that the same content ID software that works for YouTube videos is going to work for live streams. Mm-hmm. So. Games like apparently there's already been some video of Metal Gear Solid Five that was posted that had no ads. It was just a gameplay and uh, a guy talking over mm-hmm. it. And Konami put in a content ID claim on it, saying I don't remember something copyrighted right. material, and then that they could put their own ads over his video and take the money from that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, right. So I I mean I think YouTube has the money to be able to withstand what like the content thing is going to be actually a win for the industry because everybody's going to get slammed and people aren't going to get mad at YouTube because Konami at- DMCA'd the video. They're going to get mad at Konami. Well, it, it, it's not specifically that though, but it's like games like, if a lot of streamers stream with music playing mm-hmm. in the background, like, their own, like, just whatever they want to listen to. So, like, their streams will get, like, yeah. muted or pulled down because, Taylor because they're like, listening to their... Because it's just the the troll software, like, listening for things, and if it hears it, it just says, like, nope, down, and, like, pulls it down. And so, like, can you... Can I even keep a stream up if I pulled mm. up... If I started a stream... And then started playing, I don't know, Avenged Sevenfold, 
because I want to listen to some sweet metal. While you uh, destroy some noobs. While I destroy Austin. some noobs. Like yeah. Metal. Uh, Metalocalypse. Will, like, it'll, will the system just, like, pull, and that's just, this is the unknown. Like, this is, right. like, yeah, has to be yeah. discovered about how the system's going to work and stuff, but, like, could you play GTA Five because of the background music mm-hmm. playing inside the game? Like, not even playing your own music. I... So, like, they said, like, in this article, saying specifically the big games, like, Anything Blizzard, CSGO, Hearthstone, etc., mm-hmm. uh, League of Legends, like, that stuff isn't going to get pulled down. Those streams can be fine, but, like, GTA Five or it's anything that, else a good example. that has music, like, Madden or FIFA or something that has, like, background music in GTA. the loading screens, oh, it's like, cool. like, could you play, FIFA, yeah. stream FIFA? is a huge game. <clears throat> Yeah, and it's like, got music in there all If the you time. can't even get through the loading, like, the in-between games, like, you have to go back to the screen, like, and it starts playing music, like, are you, is, it, is your stream going to get pulled down every time you finish the game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, this is just kinks and things that potentially have to get worked out and that nobody really knows. Yeah, I think if anything, if anything, that is a kink. Like, if, if anybody thinks that that's a serious issue for YouTube gaming then they're being extremely hyperbolic. There's also a bit of a misunderstanding. Because it is an issue, but it's not going to be an issue for YouTube, like you said. It's going to be an issue for Konami. It's going to be an issue for Nintendo. It's going to be an issue for the music industry in terms of... Now, to a degree, there is an algorithm that does some of that stuff automatically. Well, yeah, I, I mean, like I was trying to say, it's... But like, if, Con- if Konami puts in a copyright claim, like, that's on them. That's not on YouTube. But, like, it's specifically the software, the troll, the software yeah. that... yeah, yeah. Like, just searches and tries to pull things, and if it, like, hears one thing, it pulls it down itself. So, I think this actually kind of supports the thing we were just talking about, how perhaps it's two different systems and it's a little bit different. It's probably too... It, they're probably still connected, but it could support the idea that YouTube gaming is a little bit of a separate, like, server farm. Because if they don't have that algorithm running through those things, and they can just, like, not take videos down on those specific YouTube sites. Supposedly they think... have said the same algorithm is yeah. running in both. It has platforms. to be the same algorithm. I was it doesn't make anything. sense for the copyright holders. Like, how is YouTube going to say, all right, your copyright claims, totally cool on this part of our sites. But we have this other server farm over here that we, like, we really want to make this one popular, so we're not going to listen to your copyright claims on this one. My thought process around that is mostly around the questions that we had recently about Let's Plays, about whether or not that was actually individual unique content, about whether or not that was actually people just playing the game, about all those little, the little gray area of law where we're like, okay, do they actually have the right to say this is our content for Nintendo and take it down? For those situations, what I'm talking about is just saying, for the gaming stuff, since all these things are usually live streams, they can kind of argue that this stuff's coming off on, you know, whatever. Yeah, music's a bit of a different thing, so I didn't really think about that. But I was just thinking in terms of, since these are, you know, dynamically created streams, these aren't exactly recorded sessions, it's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. Yeah, I... It... I think it's the same thing as that. This is not an issue. Yeah. Like, if anything, this is going to turn out really good for you two. There will probably be some defined lines about these things. Because it's... I mean, people are... Like, Nintendo was taking videos down, and everybody got pissed at Nintendo, and Nintendo said, okay, sure, we'll do it. And, like, they did it in a shitty way, but they, like, they responded. Like, if Taylor Swift... And I might not understand the way YouTube copyright works... I don't think I do either. <laughs> um, but the way I think it works is you can 
like if I'm a music holder, I'm Taylor Swift, I can say if a video has my song on it, whatever, cut it down. Like it doesn't actively say that's Taylor Swift, she might not like that. Like Taylor Swift has to say if my song is in a video and it's not affiliated with me, take it down. So like then people are going to get pissed off at Metallica because they because this video got taken down and Metallica's going to be like, "What? What? Oh my like what?" and they're going to call their label and be like, "Dude, what the fuck? What is going on?" Yeah. Everybody's pissed off at us and they're going to be like, "Okay, we'll we'll stop it. We'll stop it." Like it, it's going to blow up against the copyright holders. It's also, I think more than likely it'll also probably force Google to maybe be a bit more lenient about it. Maybe they'll tweak whatever the automatic stuff is they have and maybe Google will Well, I think Google's like I think Google's perfectly fine on it. Like if I think like this it they all Google does is provide the tool for the copyright holder to claim copyright. Yeah. Like which is within their legal boundary and Google has to do that. I thought there was a bit of automaticness to it though. There is automatic as far as I understand it if you claim copyright. Oh, it's just a flag. I thought it literally took it down. No, no, okay. It does. It He's will saying, take it down if I, as the copyright holder, say, take it down. But it's more of a flag to say, hey, do you care about this? Like, we think this might be a thing. Right. Yeah, like, okay. I make, oh, a, okay. I make oh, an okay. album, and I can say, if I don't say anything, YouTube's okay. like, sure, whatever, everybody can play his song. And then if I'm like, okay, I'm not getting album sales, and this video has six million views, yeah. take it down. Yeah. Then they take it down. Yeah. And they take it down automatically in the future. Okay, that makes more sense than the I think. I thought it was legitimately like, it just kind of was like, mm, no. I could be wrong, but I think that's the way it works. Because if that's the case, then yeah, there's, it's not, it, it, either way, it's not on Google. It's still on the people who are doing the DMCA. If the other one's the case, then they may, they may tweak it, but I think if you're right, it's probably just a flag. Because why would Google archive every piece of copyrighted material and then search every YouTube video against that? Yeah. It's... And even, like, with YouTube videos now, for the most part, like, I, you have to, like, file a claim against it. Yeah, usually. So, it, whatever. Alright, that was my topic. That was fun. What's your topic, Thomas? It's getting hotter in here than I thought it was going to. <laughs> so uh, much hot air. Well, I'm going to surprise you guys. Uh-oh. My topic is... Is the Grand Tournament. No. How, how are we going to have a podcast no. right after the Grand Tournament launch and not talk about it? You can't Hearthstone. tell us not to play it during the podcast and then talk about it. That's like dangling the $20 bill in front of me and saying, Would you like a pizza? You know, like, come on. Well, we're talking about it. The Hearthstone expansion, the Grand Tournament, launched on Monday. We all got our pre-order packs. going to be great. Taylor bought an extra 40 <laughs> Maybe hypothetically, <laughs> man. I, I think I've probably been able to like play the most with the new cards mm-hmm. because I opened my fifty packs over my lunch break and built a new druid deck with um, uh, well, just a deck that was based around these new cards. So I yeah. went in and said, "Okay, I'm going to take every cool card from <laughs> the druid set from well, yeah, from not just the the druid set and the normal set that yeah. kind of like matches up." Yeah. From Grand Tournament, and then I'll build in the holes with other stuff that might synergize with that. And I'm a pretty shitty deck builder, but the two decks that I've built with Grand Tournament cards are, like, doing awesome. (laughs) I've lost, like, two matches with both of them. And I played Ryan with my 
Grand Tournament Hunter deck against his Priest deck, which hasn't really been updated that much for the Grand Tournament. But it's always been solid. Yeah. No, this is a new one. Oh, it's a new one. It, like, well, but it was, it, like, that Hunter deck did the same thing it always does. Like, I get out that, I get, like, two beasts on the field, because my deck is only beasts, Smart. and then I get the whatever Grand Tournament Monkey Jouster that gives everybody plus one, plus one. Mookless guy. Inspire, plus one, plus one. Yeah. yeah. All minion, friendly minions. And then I end up with a Web Spinner card from Grand Tournament, and then I've just got, like, and then the Web Spinners get plus one, plus one, because I inspire them. So then I've got a, a field of mm. over five attack minions in two turns, and it's crazy. Yeah, that web spinner is pretty good when you have the uh, the charging rhino that gives all your... Yeah, and I had the charge... Like, Holy crap, man. You it lined up perfectly. That is nuts. That's that's worse than that. what I did to you with that patron warrior deck the other day. Yeah. <laughs> that was it's, crazy. Some of the new cards seem really interesting. Like, I, there's cards, a few cards that I see and say, like, wow, these seem really good. Then there's a lot of cards that, I mean, everybody's still learning the meta. Like, right. I, I need, I haven't got enough time, I haven't sat down and played enough, like, built a new deck like you did. I need to do that probably with a couple different things that I want to do that. And I'll probably go home and do that right after <laughs> this. Um, I'm going to try to. But, uh, I mean,. A lot of the experts have said that these cards aren't as powerful as previous expansions or whatever, really? and that they don't think it's going to actually change the meta that much. Like the guy I was talking about um, earlier. But I, I don't think that's completely ac- I don't know. I think this is going to be more smooth than the last one is, though. I agree. Uh-huh. I think they've learned from Goblins and Gnomes that... Uh, like, the, the mech rush decks, like, when Goblins and Gnomes came out, was just insane. Um, it made everything else obsolete. Yeah, it made everything else obsolete. Uh-huh. Um, At least they didn't nerf all the other cards. hmm <laughs> <laughs> Well, they've gone through and, like, adjusted different specific cards yeah. throughout, like... Face Hunter used to be like insanely good until they changed Starving Buzzard, or and uh, yeah, I think I would think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, Starving. I have Starving Buzzard in my Hunter deck. I need to take him out because he's really not no, worth anything. not as much anymore. Mm-hmm. I agree though. I really think that the, I I agree that people are giving these cards a little bit too much of a hard time. I think there's a lot that people mm-hmm. aren't considering with some of the older cards. Mm-hmm. That there's a lot of synergy that, like, even as I was just building my first deck, as mm-hmm. I finally got to sat down and take a look at it, there were a lot of older cards that I thought, oh, this goes really great, like, from Classic, mm-hmm. with a card that just got released. Mm-hmm. And, right. and I think people might just be a little too narrow-minded and think, this has to play into this meta, or has to play into that meta. There could be a brand new meta after mm-hmm. this is launched, and that's not a problem. I discovered it. I made it. I yeah, made he's... Meta. Thomas think, is in it. He's I think the, the one good thing, or the, the best <laughs> kind of thing that I heard about it is from uh, the Stoner Bros on Polygon. Uh, Hashtag Griffin McElroy. Griffin and Phil Kohler. They're the best. Um, that they kind of said like they were talking about the jousting mechanic specifically. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that like in the actual meta itself jousting decks aren't going to become a thing probably because it's so hit and miss. Like, you works. can't build a reliable deck on joust the jousting mechanic. 
Yeah. But that you can make plenty of really fun decks with these cards. Mm -hmm. Is like, if you're playing with your friends, you can make some goofy decks that are fun to play with, potentially. And you can get some really Just sick rush kills. Yeah. Is what it seems like. Is that the jousting mechanics can really speed up your game. Like, your... your yeah, all about tempo. Your tempo, and, mm -hmm. like, can really get you... Because that's what happened... My de and that's kind of the deck, the priest deck that I'm using right now. It's very hit or miss. I like playing it because mm -hmm. I can get some cool wins with it. Uh, but yeah. it's very hit and miss. My deck is all about trying to buff minions with already high defense, like Death Lords, and then uh, inner fire them to make super minions. Uh -huh. um, so that's all my thing is to try to make. Super mint, super high defense, and then try to swap the defense or make the attack equal with the defense. Yeah. You did, oh. the, when we played earlier, you did something. You turned like a 1-3 into a 10-10 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I turned the the cleric. I gave her... The North Shire cleric. North cleric went from a 1-3. I made her a 3-7 with a Velen's Chosen. And then, and then I faceless manipulated her to make two 3-7s. That's pretty So, cool. I mean, that's that's the potential, is I've tried to make either, like, a Lightwell or a Deathlord, Beastly, and then Faceless Manipulator a copy of it. Uh-huh. Um, uh, pro tip, don't have a Lightwell and an Alcanine Soul Priest at the same time. What? So, if you have a Lightwell out, and then you put an Alcanine Soul Priest out, which the, that card's the one that's like, all of your heroes and powers, instead of healing, now deal damage. Bad idea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that in the Tavern Brawl, and I'd never played that card before in my life, because I was like, there's not enough cards to support it. So I threw it out, and I like it took me three turns before I realized I was killing myself. <laughs> it was the awkwardest awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it was literally like, ooh, that was bad. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I think Protect. this is going to do, is I think it's going to make a lot of fun decks, potentially. Which that's what the game's but about. But I think for right? like... The quote-unquote, like, pro or hardcore players, that meta isn't necessarily going to change. It might be slight tweaks. Some slight cards um, mm -hmm. might get adjusted. Yeah. Um, well, into yeah, I, the, like, or, I think some of the cards are good on their own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then with the Joust is just, like, mm -hmm. fuck. Like, I think that, like, the card that you had in yours that I think is a good card in the Joust just makes it a better card is the elephant. Yeah, that 3-2 oh, elephant. King, King it's a 3-2 elephant for 2 mana, which is... That's oh, a good it's card. It's a good card. By itself. It's just like that Velociraptor. Yeah. It's the Velociraptor, plus it has the added mechanic of potentially getting you another card into your hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and another card that's good, that you can... Because that's an early play. You could have, like... a only up to four mana in your hand, like, for a plan, and you're, like, mm -hmm. hoping to draw more, then all of a sudden you, like, oh, look, a 997, right? And all of a sudden, oh, look, it's in my hand. The best now thing that happened when I was playing the Tavern Brawl last week, yeah. it seemed like the first couple times I played it, the mage dominated, and then because... I, I don't know yeah, why. The Hunter was really, really hunter, situational for me. Yeah. It was. And so the you Hunter really always... I always, the only time I won with the Hunter is when I could throw the Elephant out early, and then I got something really good after that. Like, the best play that I got was, this happened to me like two or three times, was I threw the Elephant, 
then got the other elephant off of the win and uh-huh. was able to play that. Uh-huh. Um, so that actually happened. So it was like the elephant, I got the elephant, I played the other elephant and got another card. And so I got two instantaneous extra free cards, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it seems yeah. like there's there's a couple good cards out there that are can easily be put into... The old meta mm-hmm. and just I love that card. Things. It like I think Inspire is really good too. Yeah. I also disclaimer don't watch pro streamers or read pro streamers, so I don't know what what is, did they talk about Inspire? Do they think Inspire is kind of underpowered too? Or? A lot of the problem uh, from well, okay, so my the guy I watch I don't I still don't know how to pronounce the name of his stream. It's A M A Z. It's either Amaz or Amaz. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. A M A Z. Yeah. But okay. in any case, he's he's pretty cool. He's actually very interesting to hear all of his comments about it. When Goblins vs. Gnomes was coming out, he was actually touted as the guy that was reviewing all the cards. And he, they're like, hey, look at this pro streamer. He's the guy doing this. Like, he was on a lot of videos for that. So his problem with Inspire is that not, you have to think about Mana Curve, right? In order for this card to really be effective without it being... Because you can't really... His problem is you can't count on minions to be around very long. There's a lot of removal, especially if you're against a mage. It's going to be out, you're going to play it, let's say it's something that's like a 3 mana with an Inspire mechanic. You play your 3 mana, at most those usually have about 3 health. Frostbolt, it's dead. You didn't even get to use its, use its Inspire mechanic. That doesn't make it necessarily worse than the other cards you could have played, but you can't exactly build decks around that idea because it's not necessarily going to be there. Mm-hmm. So you can either A, play it immediately and hope it sticks around, which usually it won't, or B, you can then hoard your 3 mana card until turn 5 when you can go 3 mana Inspire. Mm-hmm. Right, and it, you have to start weighing yourself. Do I really want to keep that till turn five? Do I have mm-hmm. the ability to keep that till turn five? Because suddenly, like how decks have been, they've been so aggro. You play your one, you play your two, you play your three, and you just start going face. Whereas they're and people have mentioned this before. They're wondering if Blizzard's trying to slow everybody down because perhaps the game should be a bit more strategic than me just throwing out these rush murlocs and just going face the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's not really interesting. It's not really technical. It's not really strategic. Whereas even though I have this three mana guy, I might wait till turn five to play him and just try and throw some other stuff on the board. And then once I get him out, everything goes crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's much more risk reward. And yeah. so it's why, on one hand, it's a great idea. It's an interesting mechanic from Blizzard. It definitely shows that they're not just going to let this game go stale. But it's also kind of hard to put in the current meta. Mm-hmm. So it's not that they're all saying, like, this is so stupid. There are cards, obviously, that we even see that aren't all that great. And so what he was doing for a while when I was watching. Is like he put the card on the screen and then he put his MS Paint version right next to it, which was I could even tell his MS Paint was kind of impressed. But, but so he would just tweak a couple things, like he would give it one more attack or a couple more health or maybe one less man, you know, stuff like that. And then he'd be like, "This would play much better," but this doesn't necessarily make it amazing either. You know, he, there was it was an hour long discussion. It was uh-huh. great, but that yeah. that's kind of what everyone's saying is like it's great. I love but, my inspired cards. I think they're dope. I really I like Inspire because like usually I like if I'm going to use it other than trying to force removal cards I wait until I can use the Inspire make sure that I'm going to get that Inspire because mm-hmm. in both of my decks I have a couple Inspire cards but what I really love is Inspire cards in a deck that also has um, hero power buffs exactly so that's like in my Druid deck or my not, my Shaman deck. That's the one. I, the first one I was a shaman deck. My shaman deck has like a bunch of inspire cards and a bunch of um, 
hero power buffing cards. Isn't there one that like turns that into like deal two damage and stuff? Yeah. Someone, yeah, stuff like that. That's like my favorite. Is I get that, and then I what I did tons of times, not tons of times. Pro- I've probably played like ten games with it, and in most of my games, I would get out the shaman. Shaman has a card that has an inspire of restore two health to you here to your hero. Mm-hmm. And then I would play that weapon to turn your hero power into deal two damage. I would always get down to like eight health. Yeah. And then I would get that inspire card on the board with a big taunt because we're at ten mana. And then I would just keep dealing two damage and healing two damage and heal my way back up to like twenty health and just out. I mean, shamans outlast. So I would just outlast them because yeah. I have this inspire and keep. It was like. Mm-hmm. These were these awesome miracle moments, but it happened almost every single game I played. I think people are just a little spoiled that they're they're kind of at this point, especially the pro streamers and the people that have these opinions that they expect these decks that they make to work in certain ways every time, and they expect to have a certain win loss ratio with them. And like you said, like these decks seem like they're more goof decks where you can just kind of have fun with it. You know, like maybe you may not win every mm-hmm. match, but you're going to have those matches where you're like, I'm at four health. Guess what? Three creatures, one of them's taunt, I'm going to deal two damage, and I'm going to kill myself every single turn. And then I'm also going to throw a Koldara Drake, and I'm just going to do it six times this turn, and I'm going to clear your board, and then I'm just going to sit here and say, what you got now? Yeah, that's yeah. like at lunch I was playing, I was using my Mage Mech deck, and I was playing against a Shaman, and he got into, he was trying, eventually towards the end, he tried to outlast me. I got off to an early lead, and got him down pretty low, Yeah, and then he threw out this card... That it was in, it said like get a better hero power. Uh, yeah. Just a card. True so card. he got his hero power was he got to choose which totem. whatever totem. <laughs> what? He got oh yeah, out. I was going to tell you. So I that kept uh, I had card advantage or field advantage, but, you but he, every time he kept throwing out the taunt, and it just ruins what you're going. And for. so, like, I could never deal damage to him. And then I got him really low, and he threw out the card that gives him seven health. But if he wins the joust, he gets fourteen health. And did he win? And he won the of joust, course. so then he got fourteen health. And so my mech deck doesn't have a lot of. Oof. It's a lot. It's got a lot of low level cards. Mm-hmm. So like, I kept clearing his board because he couldn't get anything out, anything good out. Uh, but then I kept, like, I just kept whittling him down, like, one damage, two damage, one damage. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And so eventually I finally won. I fatigued him, my final... <laughs> <laughs> At the very end, I was able to get him down to do one health left, and he didn't have any cards, and so he died on this next one. Yeah. He actually got a really powerful minion out, like... At the last a mole giant or something out, uh. <laughs> and I only had like two shitty minions out, but I and I couldn't deal any damage to him because he had a taunt out or two taunts out, I think. But I was able to to ping him one to the face uh-huh. and then kill any fatigue. Any fatigue? Do you guys? Do you guys know all the hero powers from Justicar? Just, just, just you want to do any share? I want to share that. We can talk about that after okay. we, yeah. after I have, we stop I have, the recording. I have pulled up okay, because it's pretty dope. Um, because so, I've wondered about that, what that meant by like get a better hero power. I have the list for the mage. It give, makes you deal two damage. I can, t- I, I can figure. package. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Super, super That's dope. Cool. I, I think this is my favorite expansion out of any of the expansions because it's not just like more cards that work 
pretty much the same as the other cards. Like, there's this is literally out of the blue. Like, yeah. they're totally different. Like, all these cards are so different. Like, goblins and gnomes and Naxxramas. Naxxramas was, like, all about the death rattle. Yep. All about that death And rattle. goblins and gnomes was like, hey, let's introduce some new classes. Here's some mechs. <laughs> yeah. And, but I think that it, there's just, like, so many cool things and, like, new ways to play the game that open up with a grand tournament that it's my favorite expansion. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I'll just I really do take my, my winning votes. I hate that that was a good discussion. <laughs> Thomas, you get a vote. I vote for you. Um, I'd pick Taylor's because... Because I can't watch. He's that was the least you. bad of the two. It wasn't bad. I appreciate that. I just... I really want to vote for Taylor, but I'll vote for Thomas. Yeah, Hearthstone. Woo! Uh, they thought I was going to bring Metal Gear Solid because all I've done is talk about Metal Gear Solid. All day. Even more than usual. 10 out of 10. Look at this review. But I thought I would the say... The GameSpot giving it a 10 out of 10 was like a week old. Like that information was a week old. Is I don't it? know why I'm just posted it today. I'm just trickling them down, you know. He doesn't I'll want to give you another us. ten out of ten tomorrow. Yeah, he doesn't want to overload you. He wants you to read each one and just just savor the flavor. Yeah, we'll talk oh, yes. about Metal Gear next next week. Um, this Adios. has been three dudes, Adios. one blogcast. Adios. Follow us on Twitter. We got to get our our brand out there. True. Follow us on Twitter. I take at it back. T D O B podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Please, if you if we get twenty five followers, I'll post a picture of my dog on the Twitter curb, account. Curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> so she's really cute. We know you're out there. We just want to engage with you. We want to talk to you. We want to be get your some, best. We want to get your ideas. We want to see what's up. Yeah. Also, yeah. T- tweet us questions. We'll answer them we'll, on the podcast. We'll, we'll talk them. about them. Tweet us good topics. We'll tell you what we think. Yeah. At TDOB Podcast on Twitter. If you don't have a Twitter and you think that's dumb, like, come, like, fucking come on. Welcome to 2015, kids. Twitter's here to stay. Just get over it. Adios. Adios.